Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw. Help us, O God, to awaken, for the night has passed, and our light has come. Amen. Happy Easter, everyone. Happy Easter. It's such an incredible gift to see you here. I'm not sure what you've been up to, but I don't think I've been in this big a crowd since the last Atlanta United game I was at. <laughs> what a wonderful thing it is, after a two-year absence of celebrating Easter Day inside this sacred place. An immense joy and privilege I have of sharing this day with you. May there be deep and abundant blessings flowing through, through your life. I'd like to invite you into the remarkable story of Terry Wallace. In 1984, at the age of 19, Terry was driving a pickup truck with two friends in the Ozark Mountains of northern Arkansas. When he lost control of his vehicle, skidded off a small bridge and landed his truck upside down in the dry riverbed below. While one friend sadly died, the other recovered, the crash left Terry in a coma, following which he entered into what doctors call a persistent vegetative state, which means that he had minimal consciousness, able to track object with his eyes or blink if asked, but little else. Terry stayed that way for 19 years. His family would go to visit him regularly. In the meantime, his children grew up, grandchildren were born. So much about the world altered. The Berlin Wall came down in Germany. Apartheid ended in South Africa. The internet was born. The tragedy of 9-11 took place. And we all marked the turn of a new millennium. Through all those years, Terry's family remained faithful to him like Mary, remaining at the tomb, perhaps instinctively knowing that there was more to this story than just goodbye, pitching a hope beyond hope that somehow this person they so loved might still be with them once more. And then, in a first in the history of medical science, and in perfect symmetry with the amount of life he had lived prior to his accident, Nineteen years later, Terry woke up. On June 11th, 2003, he looked straight at his mother, Anjali, and out of nowhere said, Mom. Now, for reasons beyond the power of human comprehension that you and I here in Atlanta could ever fathom, the next word that Terry said was, Pepsi. <laughs> God does indeed move in mysterious ways. <laughs> Even more extraordinary was the fact that just three days after his first awakening, he'd regained full verbal fluency. Quite literally, on the third day, he rose again. 
given all of the high-altitude words medical sciences sometimes want to use, I love that Terry Wallace's most often used designation in the field of neurological damage and repair is unicorn. He's the first ever late recovering patient of his type. While doctors are still mystified as to why Terry awoke all those years later, his family is more sure that their decision to hang on to their relationship with Terry, the visits, the storytelling, and touch, and prayer, all had a large part to play in his healing. We'll never know. In a curious kind of trifecta, having been 19 at the time of his accident, and then largely cognitively asleep for the next 19, Terry went on to live another and final 19 years before his death on the 29th of March this year. And up until just three years ago, he'd spent all of those years at his parents' home, cared for by his mother. Three spans of life, of life, of a kind of death, and then a one-of-a-kind of rebirth. Terry's life was a living parable one that teaches us never to give up on another person, not to underestimate the power of human relationship to heal, and always to recognize that the love of a mother has a power all of its own. I worked for a while as a hospital chaplain and had the privilege of watching a number of people awaken into their own resurrection story following a life-saving liver transplant, or surviving a major heart attack, or recovering from a life-threatening illness or accident. There were even those prescient moments where the body's movement preceded heart and mind, those first deep breaths of air, eyes opening to see the world as if for the first time, hands cradled in the loving touch of family members, Moments where the body knows more than the mind can tell. I'd like to believe that Mary's body knew that there was more than the mind could tell about the absence of Jesus' body from his own tomb. I wonder if you noticed in John's Gospel account how the men, Peter and John, go into the tomb and only see the linen wrappings while Mary peers in from the outside of the tomb and sees two angels in white. Half of you aren't surprised about that fact. <laughs> it's probably fair to say that some of us have a harder time seeing a miracle right in front of us than others. Just ask my wife. Mary was a seer. It's Luke's Gospel where we first meet Mary Magdalene. She's named, among other women, as a financial supporter of Jesus and his followers. I wonder if you caught that. Jesus' first pledges were women. One of the earliest benefactors of the church. Yet I don't believe it's her wealth that helps us see what others miss, but her suffering. She's named in that same passage in Luke as among a group of women whom Jesus cures of being possessed by seven demons. In other words, in spite of how the world might have valued her, she knew what it was like to suffer 
And in Jesus, she knew what it was like to be set free from that suffering. Mary's life had experienced a power far surpassing the reach even of death. And I suspect that is why she lingers at his tomb. She had already been awoken once. Of course, she now longs to be awoken again. I wonder, are you also longing to be awoken? For you and I are also witnesses, seers of an audacious truth that God awakens dead things, that love animates that which has been laid aside or covered up or forgotten about. For there is no corner of your life so troubled or neglected or in pain to be beyond the power of that love. Indeed, for every one of us, after two long years of this pandemic, when we've asked ourselves all sorts of questions about the kind of life we might want to live and share with others, when we've wondered about our priorities, even our power, now we're gifted the opportunity to ask what it is we want to do with our lives, what it is we want to make of the world that God has gifted us a life within, who it is we will become in the world when we have woken up. Life is an immeasurably precious gift. Let us remember what these two years of absence of life together have taught us about that. Don't allow your life to look back on regret for what you might have done, for the love you should have offered, or the grace of God you could have discovered was there all along. I pray that on this Easter day, something in you might awaken, that this story of Christ's resurrection might also become your story. And that you might discover the deeper joy of new life in the heart of who you are. Happy Easter to you and to all those whom you love. For Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah.